Hello, everybody, and welcome to the OHC podcast topics of today. Today is Friday. Oh, no, let's make that. Today is Saturday, August 14th, 2021. Hope everyone had a good week and has something great planned for the weekend. Uh, Sorry I didn't do um, a stream the last few days, just caught up in a few things with work and getting some personal items taken care of that that were needed before this uh, before this weekend so I guess uh, two things to start off with pretty quick before I, I kind of make note of the markets um, uh, pretty big earthquake about a 7.0 hit um, southwestern Haiti uh, overnight uh, east coast time so uh, significant damage on the peninsula but apparently Jacmel and a few other places were, were hit, but not as bad as, as previous, or 2010, I believe, was the last earthquake that was pretty uh, devastating there. Uh, lots going on between issues with the presidency and then the earthquake. Let's hope that the people can group together and get aid to those who need it. Uh, God knows they need it every day. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's considering the the last earthquake with the Clinton Foundation that didn't spend any money. Uh, you have, uh, oddly enough, Sean Penn doing some good down there, and he has been for years. So hopefully they let him take the lead, and he can kind of make make things happen. Other news: the uh, the Taliban, Taliban, Taliban have uh, essentially surged and recaptured Kabul from the. Uh, Afghan forces uh, after our retreat, but I guess we're sending back in 3,000 people to evacuate any other holdings that we have to get the people out of the country. This was part of the troop removal process that Biden had implemented uh, officially. So, yeah, they're basically confiscating uh, leftover weapons, uh, beating uh, and killing women that are uh, widows, and yeah, it's pretty bad. They already put up flags and basically, you know, the whole rule. So 20 years later, thumbs up. Yeah, did a really great job. So it's kind of nuts to, to watch this in the news. Not really sure how far this is going to go, but um, I just say fuck them and let them figure it out themselves. Uh, I don't understand why we'd have to get involved again. Never should have got involved in the first place. Russia gave up a long time ago. That was a key position for Kazakhstan and a few other places. And guess what? They got what they wanted there without having to be in that hellhole. So uh, unless we have interest in opium, uh, I don't see why we should even be there anymore. So uh, it's ridiculous. So that's kind of the the things that happened overnight here uh, from Friday to Saturday. So getting to the markets... Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I mentioned, you know, Sunday that I thought it was going to end um, about 120 points up, if if so, based on Wednesday's numbers. So let's look at the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average. Sunday was 35,095. It closed on Friday at 35,515. So we had a 420 point jump um, into the green, which is good. And then for the S&Ps, uh, had it at uh, 4,427. It closed up 40 points to 44.68. And then the uh, NASDAQ was uh, 14.837 on Sunday, and then it closed at 14.822. So it was down 15 points. But everything else uh, was pretty much up for the week. Uh, it increased more than I thought it was going to. 
uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, just looking at all the indicators, uh, I thought it wasn't going to be as high as it was. Uh, consumer sentiment was down, which is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, University of Michigan gives this report pretty much almost quarterly, um, but it's only really looked after. I mean, they give it out every month, but it's looked after pretty much uh, quarterly and then in the news usually once a year. But this was pretty, pretty big deal. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. If you if you look at it, uh, the numbers, it's it's a little it's a little scary. Um, you know, you look at it, it's probably one of the, um, you know, since 2022 months have been worse. Um, our consumer sentiment today was at 70.2. Um, and I think 39% of retailers think that, um, we're headed in the right direction versus 59% in the beginning of July report from June, essentially. So that's a little scary. Uh, so we're at 70.2%. Uh, we're down 13% in August based on previous month. Uh, we're looking at, you know, April 2020 and then October 2008 was a high of 99% uh, consumer sentiment for, for, for the high perspective. 71.8 from 2020. And then we look at 2006, 2007, we had the crash. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at some points we're around, you know, 60%. So we're a little off, but... Uh, that's something to take note of in the next week or so. Uh, August is always a funny month for the markets and financials and just people's perspective. But with COVID going on, coming out of a pandemic, world turmoil, it's a little bit more than normal. And then we got to get ready for the big stock sell-off before uh, everyone on Wall Street heads up to the Hamptons or wherever they're going to go this year because the Hamptons have been taken over by hipsters um, with their Airbnb houses uh, due to the pandemic and fleeing the city. So it's not exactly the uh, recluse enclave for the super wealthy that it normally was, but we'll see a sell-off before Labor Day. Um, to that note, uh, housing market. Um, uh, basically, a landlord commission that was put together tried to block a request um, to to stop the eviction ban. Uh, federal court judge had denied it. Uh, denied their request or essentially their appeal. Um, so this means the moratorium for eviction stays in place. So it was set to expire for for most evictions July 31st, kind of multifamily uh, renters in certain situations. Again, single-family homes that have been federally backed by Fannie Mae, government loans, uh, military, USAA kind of stuff. Uh, those I believe are always October 31st, but the new moratorium extends to October 31st with another revisit. So potentially we could see an entire rest of this year uh, with eviction moratoriums, which a lot of landlords are stressed out about because as we get further into the pandemic with all these relief checks and everything else, people aren't necessarily making the effort to at least pay back rent, make some kind of contribution or retribution to what they owe it's never going to happen. So they're estimating right now it's 11 million people that are officially on the books. To me, that means it's probably double that. So you're looking at 20 million people that are uh, within crisis of, of this immediate eviction uh, uh, policy, and it's affecting them. So we'll have to see new home sales uh, after Labor Day. 
see what happens there. The, the big push after Labor Day, this is what's telling. It's going to really kind of set the scene for the rest of the year. Um, so we have the eviction moratorium October 31st. But after Labor Day, we're going to see the numbers for this. We're going to see consumer sentiment that happened for August and September. We're going to have to look at the new unemployment numbers. On top of that, we're going to have to see car sales because that's a huge push for them. We're going to have to see marketing spend. So I'm going to have to look at uh, a few of the trade magazines and kind of see where the ad spends are going, um, which gets into streaming and a whole nother conversation in a minute. But a lot of these factors I take into consideration when thinking about you know, what, what's going to happen, not just for, for the market, but for everything else. Uh, job market, yeah, that's that's impactful. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But it's going to be important to see, uh, you know, the new jobs as far as uh, state payroll for unemployment. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a big thing for September. Um, so we'll see how the markets sell off before Labor Day, and then look at all these factors in September. And then we've got October, November, December, one quarter to pretty much rectify that and see how we're going to end for, for the rest of the year. Uh, if you were to look at certain items in a certain light, uh, you, there's only so many more business days uh, after Labor Day here to get things done. So for a lot of things personally, professionally, and then our country, let's hope um, people are addressing it in that manner because it's a... Uh, you know, I don't think we can get into the holiday season with basically a redo of last year, which where we're headed, which brings us to the continued COVID coverage. Uh, Texas and Florida are up. Uh, no surprise there. Running out of hospital beds. No surprise there. Running out of ICU care. No surprise there. Nurses and doctors are quitting. No surprise there. Uh, San Francisco, New York, L.A. have... Uh, mandated a mask for basically dining indoors uh, and an inoculation proof. So proof, pandemic proof, essentially. Uh, you need to have that to dine indoors, go to a movie theater, work out at a gym. Uh, LA City itself just approved it 13 to 0. Uh, the city council, they're trying to get LA County to follow suit. So which means here in Ventura County, where I live, we're not far behind. Uh, just this morning, taking my dog out for a walk, got to see, basically you can tell who's up from LA for the weekend uh, because they're wearing their masks, taking a walk outside. Still don't get it, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I've watched enough Walking Dead old episodes over the last few days because I'm trying to catch up before the new season starts. Never really watched it before, but it's like, huh, this is like The Walking Dead, you know? Hey, it's like that guy whispered into Rick's ear, uh, you know? You're already, you're already dead. It's in the air. You already have it. You're just the walking dead. And I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. But uh, big concern. Um, you know, also uh, entertainment news with the COVID cases. Um, two things. I guess they just announced that with 35,000 people that attended Lollapalooza in Chicago about a week ago, uh, only about 300 something were, were kind of traced back to... Uh, 300-some cases were actually traced back to uh, Lollapalooza, which required proof of vaccination or get vaccinated on scene. So uh, not sure where those affections took place, but uh, it happened. Also, there was a huge concert. Uh, I forget who the country artist was, but it was about 10,000 people in attendance, and they reported only 35 people took advantage of the free vaccination clinic on site during that show. I could only imagine what's going to happen. Have not heard any reports uh, coming back from 
Sturgis, the uh, huge uh, big baby midlife crisis motorcycle rally. I haven't heard anything about that, but um, you know who's going to report it? It's just going to be uh, it's going to be misleading from those who would report it because you don't know who was there, and then they all, no pun intended, ride in circles with each other, so they're going to infect each other if they are infected. So yay! All right. Well, speak. Speaking of infections, uh, Hollywood. Just some entertainment news. Uh, streaming numbers came out this week. Uh, pretty cool to look at that. Uh, Disney is kind of leading number one in new subscribers. Um, they have a total of 11.6 million uh, subscribers, uh, and they've added a lot um, these last couple couple weeks. A lot of that has to do with movies like Cruella um, that are only available on Disney Plus, so their their revenue is skyrocketing. Netflix added 1 million global s- subscribers. Uh, they did a total of 4 million last quarter. Uh, they did 1 million last month. They have a total worldwide of 209 million subscribers, which is pretty nuts. And then following up with that, uh, 54 million total subscribers for NBC Peacock. Um, 12 million uh, due to the strength of the Olympics. So we had 12 million people that essentially signed up for this revenue platform of let's just say $8, depending on the package and the promotion that's going on. Uh, so, you know, basically immediate revenue of, of $100 million. Uh, granted, that's barely going to pay for like two days of the Olympic coverage that they had to pay for, but, um, you know, thank God for advertising. So, pretty interesting to see that. I've been talking about the streaming news and kind of what that looks like and to me I always keep an eye on it because it really is changing and has changed the face of Hollywood but it's so weird to see how long it's taking these platforms and these content license holders to essentially embrace it and then create a platform that works uh you know you look at you know what YouTube was doing a long time ago and then all of a sudden you know Peacock basically just launched in the last year during a pandemic because they felt like they had to because everyone was home and it's like unbelievable these people that sit at these companies i i swear to god it's failure to the top it's failure to the top i swear you know it's it's unbelievable um also entertainment news real quick uh britney spears finally emancipated uh, her father jamie is stepping down due to uh, pressure and pretty much death threats apparently so he's stepping down as conservator. Um, so, you know, all the best wishes to her. I used to see her around a lot when I lived in Calabasas. Seemed really sweet. You know, she was either getting her nails done or in line with me at Starbucks or with her kids uh, at Sharky's or whatever it was. So, you know, I wish her the best and, you know, seems very pleasant and unfortunately was given a bad bag of rocks. Um, so hopefully that works out. Uh, also, entertainment news, Emma Stone has signed on to do Cruella number 2, which is that movie that Disney Plus put out, uh, kind of based on the 101 Dalmatians. Uh, that's a movie that led to significant bump in subscribers for Disney Plus that we just talked about, so it makes sense to sign on for Cruella 2, because that's money in, the, money in the bank for everybody. Uh, also, Amazon Music uh, is offering six months free uh, for Disney Plus to sign up. So huge kudos to to those properties teaming up and, and offering that service. Uh, kind of makes sense. Uh, and that's another play and a good strategy by Disney. Um, music news. Uh, 
big talk. And again, another one of these failures to the top. And this is why I don't join any of these organizations in the music business anymore. And I have not renewed my National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, otherwise known as the Grammy. I'm not renewing my membership. It's just run by ne'er-do-wells. Um, you know, some of the good people are gone. Um, some of the bad people are finally gone. But then some of the new guard, it's like, I don't want to call out names, but it's like, okay, yeah, your partner in the music business before you were big, you guys were involved in kind of a scandal with money laundering through jewelry for hip-hop artists, but now I'm going to trust you to be the transparent president. Yeah, I didn't name names, apparently. I just named, you know, uh, positions. So uh, you can look that up yourself. But just just frustrating all around. But now, you know, within the business, everyone's talking about, you know, metadata is very important. It's like, no shit. Where have you been since CDs were invented? Metadata is important for archival, just for the basic fundamentals of data storage. This is what it is. And even more so, and it's like you guys have had a whole pandemic to work on this. And so some company uh, called... Viva Sound has come up with kind of a platform to manage licensing, syncing, licensing, uh, content delivery, content management, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, I, I think it's well deserved because with content management and metadata being implemented and embedded in all the distribution of all these songs and content and music videos, the creators and the people participating in it get recognized and they get paid. Um, the AFM and the sag after unions said they distributed something like 62 or 64 million dollars um, to non-feature performers on, on, on content that was distributed that they didn't give a date window but that's a significant amount of money I mean that, that's huge even if somebody got a tenth of a percent I mean that, that's money for them and it's recognition that they're getting I just hope that the metadata content they're putting together someone's building a bitter bigger category almost like someone like Pandora did back in the day when they kind of you know categorized uh, things and they used AI technology back in the day when no one else was to kind of create this platform out of a project that they developed I, I really hope that's the case that this happens with metadata it's very important has to be paid attention to it's fairly simple it's like creating a website and then you put in your meta tags what do you want to get browsed for by the Google crawler not that hard. So when you put it in content delivery systems, you create your content, talk to your mastering engineer, talk to everybody throughout the process, they have to pay attention to this. But unfortunately, I don't know who's educating them about this because, for instance, recording arts, um, the producers and engineering wing, I don't know the last time they talked about anything technical. Everything's just been... And, by no means, I don't mean anything by this, but everything's just about inclusion and making it right. And the Grammys didn't have enough of this, and they don't have enough of this, and here's rep representation there. It's like, we get it. It's a cultural issue. But your main job is to educate and promote the industry as is. Stop going to Capitol Hill and talking about the same thing all the time. No matter what it is, that just seems to be you get on a, a you know, the you get on a sale and then basically it's just the same thing for two years that's all the emails i get same thing every two years you know two years ago it was just about the influence and culture of this music genre uh, i stopped subscribing to that so but i'm glad to hear metadata someone's putting it in context digitalmusicnews.com is uh really good about talking and discussing about this so um you know keep an eye out for that so that's pretty much it. That's all I got for today. I'll have a kind of a Sunday peek into what I think is going to happen for the week. 
Uh, I think it'll be, you know, interesting. There's a lot of earnings reports coming out. Uh, again, unemployment numbers. I'm not sure if it's ADP or not. I didn't even get that far to look. Uh, Going to take a look at some other stocks and see how they shape up and look for September. So I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thanks for, for listening for the updates. And we'll talk back at you Sunday night. So stay safe. Stay sane. Get vaccinated. Stay hydrated. Call a friend. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll talk to you soon.